Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Follow our merch store, too, on thefinside.threadless.com. We've got a lot of great stuff going on over there, too. The Dolphins, Paul, traveled to Lambeau Field this weekend to play the Green Bay Packers. If the season ended today now, the 5-4 Dolph- the and four Dolphins would be picking 20th in the draft, and the three, four, and one Packers would be picking 14th. Doesn't feel that way. Nevertheless, the Packers are well-deserved 10-point favorites here in Lambeau after a 14-point loss to the New England Patriots last week. Seems here like the Dolphins are kind of limping into this game as they do everyone, but man, oh man, if they can pull off an upset here and get to six and four and head into the bye week and get Tannehill back, we could have some fun here in the last six games. Six, four, and one, or six and four. That wouldn't be too bad, but that would also tell me David Fales got in the game. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little worried about Brock Osweiler coming out yet again after that horrendous performance against an okay defense and playing against the Green Bay here. I mean, he's going to have to keep pace with Aaron Rodgers, and that's a little bit scary to me no matter what Rodgers has for weapons right now. Yeah, in six of the last seven games, the Packers' pass defense has allowed the opposing quarterback to have a rating over 102. But given that, too, that, you know, even though they've allowed the quarterbacks to be very efficient, doesn't mean that Brock Osweiler is going to be that same way. I mean, there's a lot of problems there with the Dolphins that we well documented in our review of the Jets game. Also, too, seems like we're complaining week in, week out. It's same thing every time. Kenyon Drake last week, three carries to Frank Gore's 20. In this type of game where it's going to be hard to pass the football because your quarterback's not doing well, really highlights Kenyon Drake needing to get into the game and running the football. Not only that, but it also it also highlights the fact that, you know, with a quarterback that can only throw four yards, guys like Jakeem Grant need to get a lot more involved. I mean, I have no issue with a package that features Grant and Drake split wide and running a bunch of little short routes for the pump and dump and, and hoping that they can do something after the catch because th- those are two guys that can make the first guy miss and potentially make something special happen from a four-yard screen pass. And the Packers do have a very young secondary. I mean, they've got Jair Alexander out there who's been very impressive in his rookie year. Uh, safety Josh Jones in his second year. Kevin King is, is going to be very iffy for this game. He's in his second year. But somewhat inexperienced secondary not the greatest tacklers, and especially with Kevin King as well. But this is a, a game here where you can get some missed tackles from the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully, Jakeem Grant and Kenyon Drake are the ones out there on the field to make that difference. One matchup advantage I think the Dolphins do have on offense is if Laramie Tunzel and Juwan James are healthy enough to play in this game, and it looks like that they will be at the time we're recording, 
The Packers don't have a big pass rush either. They're the leader on their team is Kyler Frackle, their third or fourth outside linebacker with four sacks. Clay Matthews, only two and a half sacks this year. Nick Perry has been a very good player for a while, but he's been pretty much invisible. So, unfortunately, this is a game that the Dolphins will probably be able to protect the quarterback pretty well, or at least you would hope. They should be able to. I mean, I I won't discount Osweiler's ability to take a sack, but it's, you know... Miami should be able to win the battle in the trenches if they trot a healthy offensive line out there. And that could be a big difference for a guy like Frank Gore. And it could be a difference if they get Drake involved. But again, it's with Ted Larson, Laramie Tunsil, and Juwan James all nursing injuries. That, that's, that's a little bit of an if right now, but hopefully we'll see both those guys, oh, all three of those guys get out there, at least two of them and Jake Brendel. And Ted Larson has been just putrid over the last four to five weeks now his uh, pro football focus great against the jets last week i don't know how big our listen how seriously our listeners take pro football focus but he had the lowest grade out of any player in any game this year for the dolphins last week i mean he's just not getting it done in there and it doesn't get easier this week mike daniels for the packers is a pro bowl caliber player nose tackle kenny clark is having a phenomenal year in just his third year in the NFL. So they've got their work cut out for them, too. That interior line, it's hard to dog them because they are – it's a patchwork line, but they've got to keep it away from that interior pressure because Brock Osweiler can't do a lot of things, but one thing he really can't do is throw on the run. <laughs> I mean, once he gets out of the pocket, that ball's going in the fourth row. Yeah, and one thing one of our listeners brought up, and it's something I know you and I would like to see – is I would love to see Miami trot Brendel out at center and bump Swanson out to left guard at this point. I think that's probably Miami's best offensive line that they can put on the field as as we move forward here. And I want to see them get a few things together out there and, and really protect Osweiler so he's not, you know, giving away free balls like he's Oprah. I can see it now. It's gonna be four it's gonna be fourteen to three Packers at halftime and Adam Gaze and uh, Dell Loggins are going to say, you know what the hell with this? We're putting fails in a quarterback. We're putting Drake in getting Don't all the carries. Me. Grant is the number one receiver. And Jake Brendel in a guard. And then they're going to come back and they're going to win in the second half. Not really. Don't tease but... me like that, Cat. You're playing with my emotions <laughs> right now. You're playing with my emotions thinking David Fails is going to run out of the tunnel like Shane Falco in the replacements. Well, I would say that if this is a 14-3 to game at halftime, and I have a – Great ability to predict weird things like that. Not not the easy things, but the weird things. Then I, I, I'm going to say, what the hell do you have to lose in the second half by putting David Fales out there? I would certainly be in favor of that. We've disagreed about a lot this year, but we're certainly on the same page with that. Paul, defensively, the Dolphins had a great comeback game last week. Not sure if, if it was because the Jets were so bad or if the Dolphins uh, just – really played above their talent level in this game, but they're going to have to really bring it this week because they're going up against Aaron Rodgers. And when you look at Rodgers this year, much of the same. I mean, he's on pace for over 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, two interceptions. You know you're going to get a great quarterback week in and week out when you play him. So it really makes the pass rush that much more important this week with a quarterback and Rodgers who is a pocket passer but can break the pocket too. 
Yeah, you, you have to do a little bit of what you did with Marcus Mariota in week one. A lot of people forget how mobile Aaron Rodgers can truly be. And so you have to sacrifice a little bit of pass rush to protect against his, his you know, him taking on the run here. Um, the interesting thing, too, is going to be when you look at the secondary for Miami. Uh, Rashad Jones has come out, said that he's okay with a rotation, no matter what that means, to get make a Fitzpatrick on the field. And, God, I know we bitch about this every week, but leave it to Burke to, to take what everybody has been saying about getting Minka out on the field and still screw that up and rotate him with your all-pro. You know, it's you got T.J. McDonald who had a uh, – we'll go with Renaissance game last week and, you know, had a decent game. Not a great game, a decent game. And you've got an all-pro safety out there, and instead you're rotating Minka through three positions out there. It's I, I'd be even less surprised if he started rotating him with Xavier Howard too. That That's how goofy I think Matt Burke is and the way that he can find the right thing and still screw it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It, defensively, I think the biggest thing, too, the Dolphins need to do is have Xavier Howard shadow Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams already this year, 58 catches, 730 yards, seven touchdowns, on pace for another monster year. If Howard can do to Adams what he did to, De- to DeAndre Hopkins in the first three quarters of the Texans game, then they're going to force an injured Jimmy Graham, a raw Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and a Randall Cobb that's kind of a shadow of his former self going to force those weapons to beat you and I think that's what the Dolphins need to do to have any shot here against Aaron Rodgers but a whole different thing too is Aaron Jones their running back over the last couple of weeks has been on fire and I think this is a guy that's really on the verge I mean 26 carries for I think 122 yards over the last two weeks over six yards a carry the Dolphins need to bring that run defense that they brought to the Jack Jets in here last week but Aaron Jones is certainly on fire with that too. Yeah, and I just it's I, I really need to see Miami's linebackers cover like they did last week again. Miami can get back in the turnover game. If they can get that pass rush going again, that's how Miami can win this game here. It, it's simple as that. That pass rush generates turnovers. Miami's secondary, Miami's linebacker core are athletic enough to make plays if the Dolphins can hurry Aaron Rodgers. So that that's going to be absolutely critical in this one. I'm not worried about their running game other than Rodgers at times. And for me, it, it's it's you've got to put a hat on him a few times and, and force him into some throws he doesn't want to make. And we'll see what Miami can do that here. Cameron Wakes had two great games in a row and looks like more of his former self here. And it's it had a huge impact on the defense over the last two weeks. This week he is scheduled to go up against right tackle and former first-round pick Brian Bulaga, but Bulaga got hurt last week too. So if he is injured or hobbled in this game, we might see a lot more of Jason Spriggs, who hasn't been the best player for them ever since being a second-round pick out of Indiana. But they really do. It's a reoccurring theme again. The Dolphins need to be able – it seems like every week we're saying Xavier Howard needs to shadow the best receiver and – they need to force that pass rush for this defense to work. So, Paul, what's your prediction? How do you see this game going? So, I I was just thinking a little bit about what you said before about David Fales coming into the game. I don't think Gase is smart enough to do that at halftime, 
But I think if they go in down 14-3 at halftime and Osweiler struggles coming out of the gate in the third quarter, I think Ace will see what we have in Fails. And I think Fails will lead a little bit of a comeback win here. I think Miami pulls it out with David Fails at the helm in the second half, turns him into a hero, and wins this one 24-21. Wow, that's quite a prediction. I mean, I was joking before when I said said Fails, so I think I, I lit a fire under you. You teased there. me, uh, and this is the result. I see, I see. So I think the Dolphins are going to get shellacked in this. I think Brock Osweiler plays the whole game. I think they struggle to move the ball again. And I see this being a little bit closer to halftime, maybe a 17 to seventeen to 10 game around halftime. And then coming out of the tunnel, I think the Packers score immediately, gets to 24 to 10, and then it's all downhill from there. I see this game being 34 13 Packers. Packers win big here. Dolphins fall to 5-5, five and five, and hopefully they can string together four or five wins after the bye week to give them a shot at a winning season and an outside shot at the postseason. That will do you know, it for I, our break. I, I, I really hope our listeners roast you in our comments before they comment or click like and subscribe on our, on our page, even though you just predicted that and, and cursed us. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, anytime you've predicted a win and I predicted double digit loss, hate to tell you, but usually I'm right. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Roast him in the comments, please. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. Nobody wants to see a Dolphins win more than I do, but going down to Green Bay, 10 point underdogs. I don't know. I mean, luckily I'm going to be in Philadelphia this weekend uh, at the Eagles Cowboys game at night. So can you order an Osweiler jersey just just, just, just to, just to have fails get to come in this game. Because if you order a jersey, he'll get hurt by halftime. That, that, that's true. That's a very astute observation. But I might be breaking the trend this year because the two jerseys I've got in my closet are Tunzel and Minka Fitzpatrick. So it's been a big year on the jersey front. But Tunzel, who got injured last week. Tunzel, yeah, yeah, Tunzel did get hurt. So that'll probably, probably spring spring into a torn ACL somehow so uh, we'll 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 see and Minka Minka will hit the rookie wall here in the final several games and the curse will be back on but uh I don't know we'll see Paul so I am going to end the show on that note and you can find us on Facebook Twitter Spreaker iTunes YouTube and on iHeartRadio and on Spotify and uh, also check out our merch store, merch store too, on the finside.threadless.com. Also check out our, our podcast as well with Troy Heinrichs of Packers Fan Podcast. He breaks down really the whole Packers roster, did a great job, is a great segment. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.